Hey everyone, I'm Johnny. I'm Victoria. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook. And we'll rank each book in a variety of categories, including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste. This week's featured cookbook is... Destiny by Victoria Rosenthal. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Victoria. How are you? I'm good. How's your day going so far? Uh, Just probably the same as yours since we live together. (laughs) But we have been in separate rooms pretty much all day. We'll get to that in a second. Welcome, everyone, to Tasty Pages. Uh, Hope your week is going well. Let's get a few housekeeping things out of the way. I know you guys hate this as much as we do, but it's important stuff. Um, There is a support button at anchor.fm slash tasty pages, which allows you to show your gratitude for all this important work that we're doing here at uh, tasty pages headquarters. Um, it's kind of like an online tip jar. So it allows you to make a donation to headquarters. Us. It's us sitting at yeah. our kitchen counter, but headquarters sounds more fancy, big and fancy. <laughs> Uh, we also have a web page, wecookbooks.com, and there is a store tab that will direct you to our amazon.com affiliate page. And we've got a few fun things on there. One of which is a kitchen essentials for home cooks list. And, um, we should note that we do not get paid by any of these companies to promote their products. These are just things that we use here in our kitchen almost on a daily basis. We love them. We think you will too. Uh, We think if you're buying a gift for the home cook in your life that they would love them as well. So if you make a purchase there, not only will you get something cool for a friend or family member, but uh, we'll get a few pennies. Very few. (laughs) (laughs) Literal pennies. Um, but yeah, it's a great way to show your support. It, best of all, it doesn't cost you any more money, not even a penny more. Um, and then we also have a list of kind of the top cookbooks that we've uh, worked from this last uh, over year and a half. Um, at this point, I think we're closing in on over 100 cookbooks that we've featured on Cooking the Books. Yep. So we're going to have to redo the list and Ooh. re-rotate. And yep. some, I think there's going to be some that don't make the cut. It's a big list. Yeah. But uh, you know, those. this is kind of the best of the best. So if you're looking for a really interesting cookbook, you can check out the list there. And again, if you make a purchase, we get a few pennies and you get something cool. Um, now, on with the show. All right, Victoria. Uh, at the time we're recording this, it's Labor Day weekend. It is Labor Day weekend. Um, and uh, Obviously, we're sensible. We didn't have any, have any or attend any big hootenannies. Nope. Um, Nor should you. Be safe, people. Right? Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Um, last night, we had a fire pit with some friends. Close friends. Small group. Yep. Five people. They're the only people, basically, that we ever see outside of each other. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. I made a cheesecake on Friday. I made a burnt Basque cheesecake. From? From One Tin Bakes by Ed Kimber. He was the uh, first winner of the Great British Bake Off. And if you have not seen that show yet, I don't know what is wrong with you, but I, I assume anyone who is listening has seen that show. Let's hope so. Um, Man, it's fantastic. But this cheesecake was amazing. I've never made a burnt bass cheesecake. Uh, it has no crust. I got to go give that person 
operating the circular saw piece of my mind. We're trying to do a show here. <laughs> Give they're, them the what for, they're really, Ballmer. Uh, casting an unprofessional blanket over the entire affair because this is, you know, it's all all professional with it's, us. It's going to be okay. I think I think we'll be all right. <laughs> um, so What do we do today? Today, uh, I spent all day on the couch editing photos and, well, no, that is not true. We did yoga this morning. Yep. But since then, I've pretty much been on the couch all day editing photos whilst um, Real, <laughs> Real Housewives of the OC was playing. Which means I was in a completely different room. <laughs> he was writing upstairs writing his blog. Um, and you know what I managed to squeeze in? Oh, tell us. I made some homemade turkey stock in the Instant Pot. And Olive, Olive is probably, Olive is our, is our dog, if you don't know. Um, so there was plenty of meat left on these on some of the turkey carcass. So we ended up picking it off and put it in there with a little bit of carrot. And now she's got some, some extra treats for the rest of the week. All right. I'm going to share a little helpful secret with all of our listeners, all, all two of them. (laughs) Um, you know, since we're such great friends and and we've established that I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you happen to get, uh, full chicken to roast or rotisserie chicken, Save the carcass, save the bones, because you can put it in a Ziploc bag in your freezer, and then the next time you make homemade stock, you are making homemade stock, aren't you? Um, Ooh, that was a little judgy, Bar. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> There's no excuse for not doing it. Um, you can throw that in there, and it just it's like a big flavor bomb for your stock. Oh, also, um, here's a little pro tip. If you are making chicken stock, add some chicken feet or chicken wings yep. because there is um, a lot of collagen in there and it makes for a very rich. Yes. I love, I love when the stock like gets all gelatinous. Yep. And that's, that's where the flavor's at. It is liquid gold, my so, friends. Yes. Um, and you know, if, if, if meat is not your jam, you can definitely just make some veggie stock using, you know, the veggie scraps that you've accumulated. We store those in the freezer too. Mm-hmm. Try not to waste anything. So there you go. Um, let's move on to this book. Oh, wait, what are we doing for dinner tonight? Oh, of course. Most importantly, we're doing a little, uh, little takeout. Um, I don't think we've really actually decided on where we're getting takeout eh, from. We'll figure it out. We've got options. We're in Chicago. All right. And so what's uh, on deck on deck. Um, we just got a couple New books from the library yep. that we're pretty excited about. There is one called Burma Superstar by Desmond Tan and Kate Leahy. Um, or Leahy, I'm probably saying it I wrong. I think it's Leahy. Leahy. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, kind of based on Desmond Tan. They are the owners of Burma Superstar, Burma Superstar Restaurant in San Francisco. Oh, and, God, they've got like several oh, locations now. Yes. They've got an empire. Yeah. Um, A Burmese cooking empire. But we have never done Burmese cooking before, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, this is exciting. And then also there is Alpine Cooking by Meredith Erickson. Now, Meredith Erickson, you may recall, since you're a devoted listener, appeared in episode two because she co-wrote Friuli, which mm-hmm. we featured. And this is her, her own book. 
um, which deals with the Alpine mountain region of, uh, you know, Switzerland, France, Italy, Austria. So this is, this is going to be a fantastic book. I'm really excited about it. It's also like, it's also like a travel guide and a, a cookbook. It's, like even if you didn't cook, if you were like an avid skier or something, you'd probably love this book. Yeah. It's full of this gorgeous photography and, and all these like tips of you know where to stay and what to do and where to eat. So um, looking forward to both those books. Stay tuned. You'll see both of them in the future. Shall we proceed? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm pumped. All right. So this was an interesting title. This, this was sent to us by the publisher. Um, Insight Editions. Yep. And so what this is, is recipes inspired by the Destiny video game series. Which, at first glance, if you know us, you would be like, what? Because we do not play video games. I have not played video games since, like, Pitfall Harry was around. <laughs> like, And that tells you how old I am. I remember Pong. <laughs> or how long it's been since you played oh video my gosh, games. Yeah. Um, so here's this is a, this is a good lesson in not judging a cookbook by its cover. You actually need to take a look in the cookbook because mm-hmm. we started paging through it and it was full of really great looking recipes. They and I would say a quick page through this book kind of rescued it from the giveaway pile yeah. or the, the donate pile or something. But, but you know, once we kind of took a, a real quick, quick, God, I struggle with English. I don't know what it is. You're okay. <laughs> once I, once we took a quick glance through here, we realized that there was some really solid recipes in here. And so we said, what the hell? We'll give it, you know, we don't need to be video gamers to check this out. So And just as a quick like overview of how this book is laid out, um there's various chapters and uh they reflect uh a time and a place and a character, various characters in the book. Um I think it's different galaxies. Yeah. And, and, and so that's how the chapters are divided up. And here's a very interesting thing about Victoria Rosenthal. Um she has a website called Pixelated Provisions. It started, it's her food blog. It started in 2012. And what she does is she gives a step-by-step guide of recreating various food items in different video games. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really cute, clever thing. It sounds um, like she was the perfect match for absolutely. creating this book. So go check out her website at pixelatedprovisions.com. Mm-hmm. And... It, if you love video games, then this it, it'll be right up your alley. Yeah, so the introduction was kind of written from the point of view of one of the characters in the game. So, you know, because we're not familiar with the game, we can't really speak to that. But then each chapter is divided up by these different galaxies that you would find in the game. And then it seemed to me like they're kind of loosely... Um, broken down into like different types of cuisine so you know one chapter might focus on like mexican flavors another one might be asian flavors and i know another one was desserts like i said they reflect the time and the place in the video game like there's yeah like there's one place called um but i don't know that there's like a mexican galaxy in the video game that wasn't the impression i got 
I think they that that part of the book I think is a bit of a stretch for them because they had to try and like categorize these dishes that they were creating for the game. But I, I don't know. I like I said, I might be completely out of line. But I, I don't I don't get the impression that these different galaxies had any kind of like national affiliation or anything like that. I think that was them taking a little bit of liberties with it. I don't know why we're bickering over this because this is something that we cannot speak to yep. at all. So, uh, you know, we... We'll just talk about what we know, yeah. which is making these dishes and, and stuffing our faces with them. Absolutely. All so right. let's get on to it. Yeah. First dish. Okay. The first dish was spicy ramen. Um, man, it's Who doesn't been, love ramen? Right. And... We have not been to a, a restaurant since lockdown started. Uh, we have a favorite um, ramen shop here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's called Furious Spoon. It's a chain, um, and there's another one that's called Oyster, which is great. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still around. Yeah, who knows these yeah. days? What's going on with um, restaurants? But it's been forever since we've had ramen. Uh, this was really great. Um, it called the broth calls for dashi, but we did not make dashi. We had um, there is a recipe in the book. There for is it. there is a recipe. We used um, our vegetable stock, and then I added a little bit of red boat fish sauce mm-hmm. to it, and then from there on, the broth gets built with flavors like mushrooms and garlic and kimchi and miso and soy. And for a good ramen, the broth is everything. Yep. And this had, even though we did it a little bit different, it was so earthy and layered and complex and beautiful. And I don't think the dish suffered. I mean, we were still starting with homemade stock. It it was so good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, the other ingredient that i really appreciated was was these uh soft boiled eggs and and they first got a treatment of um was it like soy there was something that gave it like a yeah it was a mar- it was a marinade that started with soy mirin and sake mm-hmm. uh more about sake in a second because we had to get that for another dish that we made or another drink we made um but it gave it this nice pale brown color and then we got lucky with those with those eggs because we cut into them and they were like perfectly jammy and gooey inside. They were gorgeous. Yeah. Um, take a look at the photo if you haven't seen it yet on Instagram because this this was a great way to start this book. It was such a hearty bowl and it just took away all my cravings. I'm mm-hmm. perfectly satisfied now. I can wait another three or four months before I start getting sad to and, go to have ramen we, again. We can make ramen anytime at home. Absolutely. I won't object. <laughs> and, uh, you know, togoroshi, is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Um, it's a Japanese spice mixture. There is a, a recipe in the book if you choose to make your own. We have some on hand. It seems kind of it's unnecessary. It's easily available. Yeah. And also, if you are looking at the recipe for the broth, it may look like it's going to be very salty because it's got miso and soy in it. And you're, you know, like at first glance, I was like, holy crap, that is going to be crazy. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a beautiful broth. Yeah. So bravo on that recipe. We even threw a little bit of homemade bacon in there. We did. Uh, you know, never miss an opportunity to make use of that. Um, but this this was a great dish, and uh, I think it was kind of the one that caught our attention when we were initially paging through the book, and it was a great way to start it. Uh, 
Continuing on with the Asian flavors, the next dish we made... Banh mi burgers. You heard that right. Banh mi burgers. Banh mi burgers. So we have another favorite place here in Chicago called Bali, which is a Vietnamese kind of bakery, sandwich shop kind of place. It's like a French-Vietnamese bakery. You know, if you have not had the glorious banh mi sandwiches, uh, drop what you're doing and go get some ASAP. Well, and this was like a very traditional banh mi, except for in, in burger form. It yeah. uh, used pork. Um, we got some uh, chicken liver pate mm-hmm. to put on there. And our dog, Olive, was very happy because very happy about that. We, would mix some in, we would mix the leftover in with her food. And we used it for toast. So that was great. Um, so to this ground pork... You add a little bit of fish sauce, a little bit of ginger, a little bit of lime zest, and some soy. So you get all of those classic Vietnamese banh mi flavors in that pork. And then uh, what do we do? Toasted sesame seed bun? Mm-hmm. Uh, for our mayo, we used a vegan version from uh, Issa Chandra. I can cook uh, vegan. You want to talk about the mayo? <laughs> I'll let you talk about the mayo. Well... It it goes without saying. Neither of us are big fans of mayo in yeah. general. Not something we normally utilize or keep around. But the exception to that is last year we cooked from uh, a fantastic vegan cookbook called I Can Cook Vegan, as Victoria said, Issa Chandra. And there is a mayo recipe in there, which we have since made a few times. It seriously tastes way better than mayonnaise. I agree. Um, and we now keep that in the fridge. And most of the time, if a recipe calls for mayo, vegan or otherwise, we turn to that. And, uh, that's what we used for this, for this dish. And it was fantastic. So Um, what else? Oh, it had like the nice quick pickled onion and cucumber and jalapeno. Yep. Um, it's, it kind of feels, it's, it's a knife and a fork burger though. Yeah. But (laughs) it it was, man, it was delicious. It's a mouthful. happily devoured this it was good all right so the next thing we made it's a drink it's a drink cocktail uh is anagi's burden um character in the in the game apparently it's a really simple cocktail um you'd infuse some sake um with ginger and cucumber and cilantro infuse it overnight and then just get some lime juice thrown in there, some ginger beer. We have been on a big ginger beer kick. Yeah. D- um, diet, though, because that is a lot of extra calories. This was a great summer sipper. It, abs- it was beautiful. It was really nice and yep. clean. Um, great. great for the warm weather. Um, in addition to this sake, if you wanted to add a little bit of vodka or gin, I think both would be a welcome addition if you wanted to kind of well, if you Go add a higher octane cocktail, if you add vodka, then that's a Moscow Mule, basically, basically. With, like some Asian flavors. <laughs> without, yeah. without the well, without the uh, without the cucumber and cilantro. Yeah. Okay, so I guess it is not a Moscow Mule. Yeah. All right. It's I'm a being... fancy Moscow Mule, <laughs> right? Um, all right. This next one, I'm going to let you talk about. You made them. You ate them all. <laughs> I had. I think I had a bite of. Yeah, so there there's an energy bar recipe in the book, 
And as the name suggests, these are a great snack for either a pre or post workout. And that's exactly what I did with them. They're no bake, so they're real easy to uh, create. Um, you just let them set in the fridge. It's a lot of ingredients that you probably have in your pantry. So it's like a lot of seeds and dried fruits. And I'm sure, you know, if you didn't have one particular thing, you could take some liberties with what you put in there. Um, it just gets all mixed up. And I remember I used a butter substitute. We had recently received a a non-dairy butter substitute, uh, vegan uh, butter from uh, a company and so I decided to give that a whirl and it, it was fine. Yeah, the butter is made with cocoa butter mm-hmm. um, as like the fat base and mm-hmm. if the, although that butter does give gave the bars a certain flavor. Yeah. It wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad flavor. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of cocoa butter. I put cocoa butter lotion on every single day. There you and go. It smells delicious. And uh, yeah, these these were fine. I I happily ate them throughout the week and they they actually do provide like that nice little energy that you might need you know like there was a couple times when i just chomped on one and then went out for a little run around the neighborhood and uh it was nice to not be doing that on an empty fuel tank so no complaints all right (laughs) all right now we need to talk about the next dish smoked turkey legs you heard that right smoked turkey legs Okay, let me set this up by saying I'm not a big fan of turkey. Yeah. Yeah, and I know you are not. Nope. I like that said, let's 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 back up twenty five years Ooh, in the time yes. machine. Yes, let's go all okay, the way back. So, there was a time when Victoria and I <laughs> both lived in Minneapolis. That's where we met. That's where we got married. That's where we're from. That's where we grew up. Um we I know this is going to come as a surprise to some of you. (laughs) We worked our summers, eight weekends a year, at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. Huzzah! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, our job was at the stockade where patrons would pay us money to lock up family and friends while insulting them. Yes. um, and All the while... We drank beer. Copious amounts. And ate turkey legs. All throughout the day. That's what we subsisted on. Absolutely. Eight weekends a year. Tons of wine, mead, beer, what have you, and smoked turkey legs. Although, don't forget, at the end, okay, so at the end of every day, um, we would go in the backstage area, and it was by a bunch of food booths, and all the food booth workers, like, loved the stocks and loved all of us, and we just had... it was really fun. It was a really fun little area to be in. And so they would bring out these trays of leftover foods and everyone would like descend on them. It was like vultures. Oh my gosh. Vultures with like fresh roadkill. It was, I get embarrassed to think about it. It was ridiculous. And and I think I speak for both of us when I say that to this day, it was still like one of the best jobs that we've had. It actually, it was. I mean, we got paid to insult people. well, and drink, basically. And drink, right? And then that's not even accounting for like what would happen after hours when the show was done for the day. Oh, we would come up with blue material. Oh, and and- we, I mean, we camped out, so like we'd arrive on Friday and not leave until you know Sunday evening when we were done for the day, and and. It, there, it was there, just crazy. There may or may have been not some uh, streaking on occasion. <laughs> That's all you. I kept it, my clothes on. It is all me. 
<laughs> but uh, my boobs want to see the moonlight. Yeah. So turkey legs. So of course, when we saw this, it brought back fond memories, and we uh, knew that this dish was kind of a no-brainer. So uh, we fired up our trusty Weber Smoky Mountain smoker, and uh, we got that turkey leg soaking in uh, brine overnight. Yep, it simple. Had- Really easy brine. It had like bay leaves, brown sugar, smoked paprika, a little bit of lemon, garlic, pepper, set for 24 hours. Yep. And then there's a dry rub with some chili powder, cumin, more brown sugar, smoked paprika, lemon, garlic, pepper, salt that gets uh, applied prior to the smoker. And we got in touch with our inner caveman or woman. Oh, it was so great. Oh, God, it was good. And we, <laughs> and a little side note, we have two of those still in the freezer. We made like four of them. I don't know why. These turkey legs were like as big as my arm. Yeah. They're crazy. So I'm going to use the turkey legs to make like a split pea soup or like mm-hmm. a, I kind of want to do like a split yellow pea type situation. Yeah. So. TBD. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> these, these are really good. Um. All right, and I guess kind of on a related path, the next dish we made from the book? Jerky. Beef jerky. Um, We have a pretty solidly reliable beef jerky recipe Mm -hmm. that you can find on our blog. Um, But this was kind of an Asian-inspired variation of that. Um, So... We just we just got some like thinly sliced meat. Although if we did this again, because we got um, what did we get? We got like sliced top round roast beef, mm-hmm. and it it was sliced very thin. But if we did it again, I think I would pound it out just a tiny more. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. There's uh, well, in the um. Okay, words the um. Marinade had Asian pear in it. Yep. So you ginger, puree that and yeah. then throw a little bit of soy sauce, honey, brown there, sugar. There's some heat from some gokujang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we chucked it in the in the foodie in the Air ninja. Fryer. Yep. And Instant pot. Dehydrated it. Yep. It took a long time though. Twelve hours. Twelve hours. Oof. Yeah, we had to reset it before we went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but the the result fantastic yes oh it didn't last long no never does in our house no it's just so easy to grab a piece when you make up an excuse to go into the kitchen and you know sweep the floor wipe down a counter or (laughs) i'm gonna go make more tea oh i think i need some jerky jerky. don't mind if i do (laughs) um so yeah make make as much as you can because you'll definitely use it It, this was beef jerky it was good yeah. All right. So the next thing we made was a tomato and roasted garlic focaccia. Focaccia is um, kind of having a moment right now. Everybody is doing like the beautiful gardenscape focaccias yep. with the edible flowers and the herbs and been blowing up our social media feeds. It's gorgeous. I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so we figured, why not? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take a crack at it. And this and is perfect. I'm sorry. I'm totally talking. No, you. that's okay. Uh, we had cherry tomatoes from the garden. Perfect, Our garden is bursting. Timing. Yes. So, And uh, I mean, the dough was super easy to create, super easy to work with. We roasted two full bulbs of garlic. 
prior to baking. And then you just kind of scatter these along with the cherry tomatoes on top of the dough. And then uh, here's and here's a funny a little rosemary, and I don't remember if that was part of the recipe or if we just kind of took liberties with it. But I think we might have just thrown a little bit on there for some green. Um, and here's the funny thing: is I always feel like focaccia should be darker brown, but it's one of those more pale breads. Yeah, because if you cook it to like GBD, golden brown delicious, it's going to get more dried out outside. Absolutely. Of that. So it. it kind of went against the whole it's got to be golden brown delicious yeah, yeah. which was drilled into my head in pastry class mm-hmm. so and uh this can be frozen quite have, easily we have some in our freezer right now yeah so no complaints about this so um that that's the dishes we chose this is a great book and really surprising. I am I'm glad that we didn't just chuck it aside. I'm glad that we weren't like video games. That's not interesting and chuck it aside. Right. Like I've, I'm you know, like I mean, doing this has taught me an important lesson. Like yes. absolutely just look through it. And, yep. And I, and we're very fortunate. We've been doing this long enough and I'm proud of, you know, what we're producing that we get a lot of cookbooks sent to us and we're we're grateful for everyone that sends us the cookbooks. And this was one that just arrived and it would have been really easy to just kind of slip through the cracks and and get set aside like you said and I'm glad we took that time to you know, page through it and and really just look at the recipes for what they are. And even if you're not a gamer or if it's like a, you know, it's weird with themed cookbooks because they can go either way. Um, yeah. I was worried that this would be ridiculous, but it, it kind of made sense and it kind of worked and, you know, bonus points. If you're a gamer, you'd probably love this book. Absolutely. So there you go. Um, we are now at the point where we rank this book in a variety of categories uh, from one to five, and we'll start with food photography and styling. Victoria, hit you, me. You, What'd you get? You hit me. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Uh, I gave it a four. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the photos and the styling in there. The photos are are gorgeous and well accessorized and made you want to eat the dishes. Agree. I gave it the same. Yeah. Um, Okay, so layout and design. I gave it a four. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some, like, basics at the beginning, like uh, pantry basics. Um, There's one thing that I really liked. uh, At the top right-hand page, right-hand side of the page, there's there's, like, a little colored tab. And it gives a rating of the difficulty, the prep time, the cook times, um, how much it makes, and the if there are like if it caters to dietary restrictions, vegan, dairy free, gluten free, that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's very uh, helpful. Yeah, I I always think that's really thoughtful because it doesn't take up much space to Uh include something like that in a book for a recipe for each recipe. And I think if you're the type of person that wants to sit down and, you know, should I make this or should I not? And you've got limited time, limited ingredients, dietary restrictions, whatever the case might be, it's a very thoughtful inclusion in a cookbook. 
I totally agree. So uh, I also gave it a four. All right. For that reason. And what I appreciated too is like each recipe has a companion photo and it's, and it's, you know, thoughtfully laid out where it's like every page. Hey, you okay over there? <laughs> How's that drink? I was taking a sip of my drink. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Gross. Uh, left-hand side of the page is a photo mm-hmm. and then right-hand side is the recipe. And it, it kind of followed that format all throughout the book. And so if you're the type that wants to see a photo of the completed dish, so you kind of have a reference, this is the book for you. Um, Cause it was like that throughout. And it also has like the little intro to the recipe that ties into the video game, which I kind of that was kind of lost. I on didn't. Us. I didn't really read. Like, okay, but, uh, I don't yeah. know what's going on. If you're familiar with the game, you'd probably appreciate the the time and effort that went into kind of like you know saying a little bit about each dish and why it kind of inspired uh, you know the the recipe. So degree of difficulty. I gave is the it next a two. Category. Yeah, it was a two. I didn't think anything was super hard nothing was really hmm. time consuming every recipe was very straightforward and it was something that you could make in an you know for dinner yep. it's there there was nothing that we made that was like an all day affair not at all no nope. oh there's olive she's on neighborhood watch something's going on <laughs> um i gave it a two as well um for those reasons where you know there was nothing that really challenged us or took an inordinate amount of time or anything. So yeah. So if you're looking for a good beginner cookbook with really tasty recipes, this is a great shoehorn in there. Yep. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, taste. Uh, I gave it a four, although I'm kind of like willing to give it a 4.5. There was nothing. Everything was fantastic. Yeah. I actually gave it a five for taste. Did you? Well, well cause I, awesome. I started looking back through the list and I was like, you know, there was like, there was nothing that I had an issue with. And we the two, first two dishes we made and probably the ones that kind of jumped out at us where it was like, oh, we need to give this a second look was the ramen and the banh mi burger. And I mean, I enjoyed both of those immensely. You know what? Unlike arguing with idiots on Facebook, you have kind of changed my mind. <laughs> See, it does work. <laughs> no, it does not work. <laughs> In this case... My brilliant husband has cha- made me change my mind. Oh, you're um, too kind. Uh, yeah, I'll bump it up to a five. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think I had a critique of any of the dishes we made. You know, no. it was great. That focaccia. Didn't we serve that to our friends at a little? We did fire pit thing, and everyone loved it. It's, it it kind of sounds like all we do is have fire pits. <laughs> Actually, kind that is we all do. we do. Yeah. Like, and now we're moving into fire pit season. Now that it's after Labor Day, and the weather is kind of starting to turn. So, and you're it's in time Chicago. To, put on a mask and come on over. But only if you've uh, quarantined for fourteen days beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> we're staying safe over Tell here, <laughs> and it's almost time to switch to red wine too. All right. So there you have it, Destiny. Uh, Check it out. It's out now. Victoria, take us home. So if you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review it. Uh, You can find us on the web at wecookbooks.com as well as our Instagram uh, at we underscore cook underscore books. But really, if you just type in at we cook books or cooking the books it'll pop up you'll find us yes um and our facebook is at we cook books uh production assistance was provided by danny schaefer thanks danny 
All right. You know what time it is. Ooh, it's joke time. We're going to leave you with a joke. Make it good. Victoria, did you know that I worked two part-time jobs when I was a teenager? Yes, I'm sure I did. No, you didn't because I'm making this up, but it's better for comedic effect. Okay. No, I did not. I worked at a grocery store Mm -hmm. and a juice bar. Okay. Eventually, I had to quit, though, because I found out that baggers can't be juicers. (laughs) Okay. That one was really not good. (laughs) I'll let my nieces be the judge of that. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Bye. Take care. Thank you.